I realize now that the hardest part in finding someone isn't trying to find a person that has the things you're looking for. It's finding a person that appreciates the things in you that you enjoy being appreciated. One of the things I miss most about my ex and a few other select relationships is when she would share with me a moment or aspect of who I was that she adored, one that I had never even thought about before. One time it was how expressive my eyes can be. Another time it was my broad shoulders or how safe she felt sleeping next to me or my smooth skin or how she liked the way I walked and finished her sentences or how fast I solved puzzles. And especially the multitude of intimate connections we shared that she promised never to take for granted. She noticed all the little things that pass over the rest of the world's head. My parents, siblings, co-workers, even my best of friends. To a large degree, they're far more invested in their own lives to ever notice and become aware of the nuances that make up who I am as a whole. I mean, after all, how often are you thinking about your friends and their cute little quirks? Most girlfriend and boyfriend couples only scratch the surface of each other. He'll say, she's so pretty. She'll say, he's so strong. He'll go, you're so smart. (laughs) And she'll say, you're so funny. But that isn't who you are. That isn't the crux of you. We are all compromised of little idiosyncrasies, involuntary subliminal tics that separate us from each other. You could take 10 men, stand them all side by side, have them all be, say, five foot nine. That's average, right? Now, let's make them all astoundingly, they make the same amount of money, exactly. They all drive the same make and model of a car. They have the same favorite musical taste, eat the same food. They weigh the same. They're all left-handed. They even all share the same political and religious ideologies. Let's even give them the same skin, hair, and eye color too. Now, on paper, they're the same person, and therefore, theoretically speaking, should be interchangeable as a potential partner for a woman, right? But of course, we know that isn't even remotely true. There are a combination of tiny differences in each one that individualizes them all from each other. How does one guy act when he has a flu and he can't get out of bed? Is he grumpy and demeaning? Or does he act like an injured puppy in the rain? What about when you sit them all down in front of a computer with an awful internet connection? Which one flips the keyboard in the air? Which one has kids or hates kids? Wants to have one or two or five? Says he hates kids but actually adores them. How does each one drive in traffic after being cut off four times in a row on the freeway? Which one will remember your birthday with the gift? And which one will remember it with a surprise vacation? And which one might forget it altogether? Which one is terrible at oral sex, but amazing at everything else? Or vice versa? And most importantly, which one will experience you for who you truly are? Discover all the things that you love and hate about yourself and still love you. Which one will love you for the right things and call you out on the bad? 
and let you slide on others because he knows he's not perfect either. Are you okay with someone that will never be capable of comprehending 100% of your hidden untapped nature? Will you settle for something easy if it means you never have that intense fire and magic of a deep connection ever again? I suppose that decision is relative to each person and each person decides what they're willing to trade off for, but personally, I concede no ground. See, you could find someone that ticks off every box in your checklist. Attractive, smart, secure job, within your age window, lives close by, likes pets, likes your kind of music, food, drinks, someone your parents will like, etc. That's the easy part. Because you're intrinsically always on the lookout for that minutia of qualifications anyway. So you don't really have a choice in terms of the set of qualities you'll end up with. And you could go out with that person for a while. But as some time passes, you'll know whether they possess the ability to understand the depth of who you are or not. And it will become obvious fairly early on that you're going to have to make a choice. Either surrender your ceiling and settle for, well, that's not bad. Or admit that you and the other person deserve more, deserve better, and then be brave enough to let them go. It's almost irresponsible not to. You're denying them happiness just as much as you are your own. Now, I'm a stubborn son of a bitch. I was with an easy for about five years. But I eventually came to the realization that she would never fully grasp who I am or appreciate the extent of me, nor would I her. That's simply not who she was. Now, this isn't a bad thing. On the contrary, she was and still is a profoundly wonderful person. One of my favorite people that I've ever known in my entire life. She was just a very simple person and needed only a simple boyfriend that wanted a simple life. And that would make her happy. Unfortunately, I am neither of those things. And I knew that somewhere out there was a simple guy that she could fully appreciate and he would fully appreciate her in return and need nothing more from a relationship. Some people are perfectly content eating vanilla ice cream. She was a vanilla girl. I was Rocky Road. Is that a cliche metaphor? So at the expense of my secure contentment and at the sake of her happiness, I let her go. I think she's married now and happy, which I'm happy for. And the rest is history. This isn't about ego, either. It has nothing to do with, I want someone who always thinks I'm a god. Because it has to work both ways. They can unearth everything amazing in you. And you could love it. But if you're incapable of tapping into the amalgamated spirit of who they are, it's not going to work out either. It's the reciprocated acknowledgement of one another's true essence that matters. I know there are plenty of women out there that fulfill my surface requirements for a partner. Attractive, college-level intelligence, ambitious, broad sense of humor, empathy, well-intentioned, informed intuition, analytical defaults, submissive vulnerabilities, alpha tendencies, a willingness to push me and to be pushed herself, politically and socially aware, 
big and kind-hearted, not religiously charged, craves life, loves animals, and possesses an inherently strong nurturing instinct. There are quite literally tens of thousands or millions of those women out there, and within my age range, and single. But how many of them could possibly get me? For all of their attributes that align with what I desire in someone else, the most critical aspect is the most difficult one to find. Profound and accurate appreciation. In all my years, I've only found it twice. I could have been content with silver a few times, but I didn't. I never can be. I need gold. See, you can find and be with someone that has all the stuff you want on paper. But the kicker is that intangible variable in the equation that so many people forget about, and it causes them to settle. It's not about what you find in a person. That's the easy part. It's about what that person finds in you. That's what makes it work. Because in the end, you'll miss what they loved about you. Because it's when you get someone that sees things in you that no one else has seen before, not even yourself. That's when you truly have a unique connection that you can live for. That key that moves all the tumblers in your lock.